Welcome to Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless, episode 12. Uh, today we talked with Todd Borse, uh, and uh, it was really cool hearing from him. He's a really interesting guy. Uh, we actually had to break this up into two parts. Uh, with the first episode, we just kind of ran out of time. We had so much more stuff to talk about. And so we are going to uh, have him on again. And so what you're going to hear uh, next is the first part. And the next episode will be the second part of the recording with him. Um, and one thing I really wanted to mention is we did get our first official podcast email. So I'm going to read that now. Uh, hoping to be your second email and I'll decline the job. Uh, so that's referring to Sheena was technically the first one to send something on that email account. Yeah. But again, it was just like a, it was a question about a technical error. So I'm not counting that. I'm counting this. This is the first one. Um, Lodi, California is in the Central Valley of Northern California, so Junior doesn't know where he was born and lived. It was the urban cowboy, not the rhinestone cowboy with John Travolta. No amputee bashing, but what do you call a man with no arms and no legs in a jacuzzi? Nice talk, going to the beach. So this actually turns out, uh, obviously is in response to the episode with uh, Scott Stoltenberg. Uh, This is his mom. That wrote it. <laughs> I like Scott's I like mom. Yeah, I did yeah, too. Really cool. <laughs> so if she's ever in town visiting Scott's mom, we're going to have to have you on. Um, I Yeah, have her and Scott on at the same time. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That would be good. A little trip down memory lane. Yes. Right. It's like you've got to have embarrassing stories of Scott when he oh, was younger. Oh, man. Any, any bathtub pictures you want to share? <laughs> it might be a little far. Um, and the... Uh, I responded to her, her her joke, what do you call a man with no arms and no legs in a jacuzzi? I thought it was Bob. Right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Stu. Uh, uh, so the one I was thinking of was you know, in the ocean. It's or in the ocean, or something right. Like that. So that's our first podcast email. Um, I did notice that uh, with Scott's episode, we had talked about doing one true three, and we kind of forgot yeah, we don't have to do that this time around, so we could probably... I'll, we'll do that for the second part. I'll give Todd a heads up uh, to give us... Yeah. To think of some stuff, um, and we'll do it there. Um, so... Didn't Scott technically cheat? He did. He, he did, did, because they were all true. true. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. I think he was playing us, trying to see if, you know, find out what we thought his weaknesses were, which both we thought his pitching arm. I yeah, I mean, ninety thing. miles an hour. Is, I mean, that's that's amazing that he he did that. But I I kind of just went with the odds, and it's like the odds of somebody throwing a ninety mile an hour fastball is just not high. That's so difficult to do, from what I understand. Like I doubt I could get over fifty, even in peak physical condition. How far do you have to throw it so so it can measure the speed? I don't know. I'm assuming because I'm worried about that part of my throwing game. Yeah. <laughs> sir, sir has to stay in the air for longer than that for us to get accurate. He's feet straight on down. <laughs> there, we need, know, we need at least no, 20, 20 feet. You know what? There's no point. Yeah, yeah. Forget, <laughs> it. For, forget it. It's gone. Forget it. Why do you want to know how fast you can yeah. throw? You can't throw. So, yeah, he was, uh, what was it? It was professional video game player. Yep, it was 90 mile an hour fastball. What was the third one? I don't remember what it was, but yeah, he, it, was, it was all three. Oh, oh, uh, one A. Oh, like the Kills USA. Yeah, the trivia Quiz Bowl. Yeah. Quiz Bowl. Yeah, so yeah, he got us there. And I thought it would be fun for to just do a hostful episode where the three of us do all our own. 
I'm going to tell you guys lies the entire show. Yeah, he's going to cheat on the other. He's going to come up with three just completely false. Yeah, no, no. Drove monster truck school. Probably from Antoine. Hey, okay. Don't doubt that. Oh, man. He's, no. he's got Virginia in his background. We can, yeah. uh, we can say. yes, that's a two-way street yeah, right there. Yeah, self-bashing. No, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. I took a lot of shit when I came up here. One thing, I was really surprised. Like, the first thing out of everybody's mouth was, oh, man, you guys are really racist down there. It's like, it's like if, if racism is passing judgment on somebody you don't know, then, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, yeah. being a bit of a hypocrite. But it's like, no, nah, it's like, honestly, in my experience, it, it's not... Latitude, it's demographic more than that. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's. I'm so glad you didn't say attitude. Culture. So oh, I missed it. Uh huh. Okay. It's so, not latitude. In my experience, it's, it's not attitude. latitude. It's, it's attitude. attitude. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to wake up this Keep weekend to, to a video of you getting that tattooed on your back. I don't know. <laughs> The stylized tree. Yeah. yeah. It's like in a banner. That's not right. Latitude, it's, it's attitude. That's like yes, the shittiest Clutched tree. in the talons of an eagle. <laughs> That's like the shittiest oh. Jimmy Buffett tour name. Latitude, <laughs> it's, right. it's attitude. You got your attitude right here. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it's been brought to my attention more than once that if you Google search Great Lakes Stainless... That for some reason my picture comes up. It does. Don't know why that is, but uh, I took the liberty of looking up uh, modeling fees in, in Northern Michigan. And uh, after this, Mikey and I can very good get together. Yes. <laughs> Probably gonna end up paying you. Oh <laughs> uh, So uh, yeah, so this episode was Todd Bors. Um, he's got a lot of extensive experience with uh, fabrication and welding, and some really cool stories about. Uh, the creative ways people break demo equipment and the creative ways they have to fix them. We talked a little bit about his background. Uh, and we're looking really forward to having him uh, next time. So uh, everybody enjoy episode 12 with Todd Boris. to the office. Wrong Todd. What's that? Todd Boris. Okay, then. Glad you're here, Todd. Have a seat. Wrong Todd. He fell for it. It doesn't matter. I came home and my dog peed a little because he was happy to see me. None of my friends pee when they see me. I'm surrounded by fakes. <laughs> I said that. Come on, man. Shut the door. One of my dogs legit does that. Pees when he sees you? Yeah, Duncan used to. He gets so excited. You grab the door? Sure. My Thanks. wife got wine drunk and tried to set her marriage certificate on fire, saying, Good luck trying to turn me into a receipt. I actually comment on that. I threw a Facebook post up once that uh, my two dogs were, the two big dogs were on the bed just going at it. I mean, like, at it. Like, it was borderline not play anymore. And uh, by going at it, I mean fighting. Fighting, yes. Fighting. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. clarifying. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Mike, because and my mind was going too different. <laughs> no, I wasn't sure which path I was going to take. No, I play fighting, but then it started to cross the line. And, you know, but 10 minutes later, they're looking at each other's junk. And so I, threw, I looked at that and I threw it up on Facebook. It's like, so 
My dogs are at each other's throats. 15 minutes later, they're looking at each other's junk. I've never had a friend like that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of jealous. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. That, that, What's that? Just reminding me this. You are not a number to us. Our goal is to ensure that you have the best experience possible. Please uh, take a number to help us better serve you. <laughs> nice. Well, Todd, I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. Oh. Um, we're going to start that. Yeah, we're going to have those. Do we? Yeah, we do. There's one sitting right here. All right. Well. So, Oil or not, any listener's good, right? Oh, yeah. The numbers, just like Mike was saying. All right. It's all about the numbers. Yeah. So uh, Now, t- do you know how many people? Is there like a, do you get a hit every time? or um, What What Anchor keeps track for, for us, or of, I can't even. I don't even know what, how to phrase it. But they keep track of is actually number of downloads. So so most people, we assume, probably listen to them actually two or three times. I'm going <laughs> with once. <laughs> so if you take the number, and it, but it gives you total number of downloads and then downloads per episode. So I figure that number is probably close to the amount of listeners that we have. Yeah. If, if But you're assuming each person is listening to... Each one. episode once. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess, a pretty safe assumption. But there's no way to count if people that just listen don't download, you know, just go to the site and, or is that considered downloading? Well, I'm, I misspoke. Anchor counts plays. Oh, So okay. if it's downloaded or played from an embedded okay. link, it still counts. So you're getting it. a pretty good number uh, okay. then. Yeah, yeah. It, it's about 80 right now. Uh, per 80, total? Per episode. Oh. 80 downloads. Or 80 plays per episode is what we're on. Because we're closing a total podcast series of 1,000, right? Uh, yeah, it's in the upper 800s. I believe it was. Wasn't it? Was total it place. Hot Tub Party? Is that what we're doing? At, is that what we're doing? 1, when we hit 1,000? I can remember it. That's hot Tub Party? Did that, get so. a hot tub? I see. No, uh-uh. We're going to borrow someone's. Borrow someone's. Somebody who doesn't look like they're home. Somebody who's on vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to find one on a trailer. Park in front of Jet's Pizza. <laughs> You see them all over for free yeah, all the way. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Just drag one out here by the picnic tables, guys. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And, well, yeah, that'll be like uh, an incentive. It's like, see, come on the podcast, all right. dip in the tub. Dip in the tub. Yeah. Do, the, in the, do the podcast from the hot tub. Oh, now you're thinking. <laughs> Drinks all around. Travis, just for the record, Travis just committed the table by recording. I did. I did. I bumped it. Damn it. It's all right. I, I'm getting better at editing, but uh, I don't know. Travis, those, those. He's give, yeah, he's giving me a challenge. You know? For sure. So, Todd, what's going on for you today on the shop? Uh, well, I was just getting ready to start taking care of the red tag piles oh. in the dumpster. Okay. Uh, just until everybody clears out and we can start working. we got some tops uh, that got to be done. Okay. Okay, perfect. So is that, um, what typically, I know you're on second shift, what typically do you get assigned to do on second shift? Everything. Yeah, anything and everything. <laughs> From running, cutting on the laser, to finishing, crating, and putting on the truck. Okay. So what's your, is your background pretty general? or? Uh, I've been a welder okay. since 1980. Okay. Uh, I was a TBA welding class hired right out of class for my first welding job and since then it's pretty much been welding welder maintenance uh repair uh fabrication 
Okay, and you found GLS through your brother, right? Yes. Scott, that also yep. works here? Yeah, he tricked yeah. him. He tricked him into coming. Tricked him into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he said it was a good place. <laughs> yeah, that's know. right. <laughs> so where were you at before? Uh, I was working for a uh, uh, landscaping company. Okay. Uh, mowing lawn, summertime, plowing, wintertime. Yeah. Uh, just making it but you know it just the money wasn't there i liked the work it was starting to get old you know having to shake the grass out of your shorts every night (laughs) (laughs) you get on that mower and you know times like now where we're kind of drought you're just a big dust cloud oh yeah you know and uh, i had enough of that yeah we went to the old engine show last saturday yeah everybody come back and knees down just brown just you know you get in the shower and it's just yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was really bad around here. Um, I know we got we got a couple of pockets of storms, but it seems like Buckley they just got missed. It was really? freaking terrible down there. Yeah, well, we did had, not get much rain. It didn't, no, it wasn't even close to enough to no wet anything down. And they actually had trucks, uh, water trucks, uh, tractors at the old engine show going around, wetting down all the the roads. It was so bad. You walk around, you wait. I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, it's bad. Huh? Yeah, I mean, we're like, not with the. With the didn't mean to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Like with the landscaping, I was doing. You know, this time of year, and with the drought going on, it would be you pull up to somebody's house or business, and you're like, we we can't charge these people this week. We can't, uh, you know, because yeah, it hasn't sad. grown. It's all burned, all right, you know. So your days get short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paycheck. paychecks get yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. See, I know I haven't mowed my lawn in like three weeks because I'm like, as soon as I mow, it's just going to burn right up to nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I'm just going to let it grow. Yep. Meanwhile, yeah. my neighbor's lawn, he mows it every week. It's just dead. Done. Is it? <laughs> it's, it's done for the year, I think. I haven't I haven't mowed my lawn in over a month, but that's because the engine blew up. <laughs> I just got it back in. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna work off that uh, that success for a little bit, and then I'll. <laughs> but no, right? It doesn't matter. It hasn't really grown any. It's just. No. Everything's sand around here anyway, so. Um, you know, you were telling me, though, that uh, you used to do uh, or work for a company that did demo and did... Uh, yeah, we... Repair, uh, like, repair the equipment? We repaired the equipment that they did the demolition with. And, and you were telling me some really cool stuff about, like, the tools you used <laughs> and, and stuff like that. So well, talk they, about that. they get pretty creative in how they break stuff when they're <laughs> tearing down buildings. They, they didn't do a lot of implosions, you know, no... Debt, detonation, but okay. uh, what they do is they've got excavators with shears on them, uh, and the shears will take a two by two foot I beam and cut it like a pair of scissors. <laughs> oh, <that's awesome. laughs> uh, and, and what they and what they do is they cut the building down. And actually oh. process the steel into right. certain links. And then throw it in a truck, and most of it got shipped off to China at the time. But I had no idea because uh, it looks so random if you don't know what you're looking at. But it totally makes sense of why you're taking it down. At least process it into some usable form. Well, the the, the company that we were subcontracted to, a lot of the plants that we tore down, they actually bid them for nothing. We'll take this plant down for nothing, but we get all the scrap. Yeah, yeah, do it for scrap price, basically, for everything. Yeah, and back then, uh, you know, China was on track for building 10 uh, power plants 
a month or something like that. And they were buying scrap steel like you, you couldn't yeah. send it off fast enough. Price was up around 300 a ton for, for black iron, you know, just mild mm-hmm. steel. What yeah. time period are we talking uh, This would have been uh, the mid-2000s okay. from gotcha. 01 to 11 okay. or, I don't know, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. sure. What other yeah. kinds of what other kinds of equipment do they use? Um, shears, grapples. Uh, in the repair side, uh, we we had our own trailers that were set up. Had air compressors, uh, high amp welders. Most of them were diesel. Uh, you know, all your toolboxes and stuff on there. But uh, they crack a lot of their booms, sticks on the excavators oh, or. Okay tear the bottoms out of buckets on their loaders and so we got to repair that now uh say you got to replace the whole bottom of a excavator bucket well you got to cut that weld out what we yeah. used was an arc gouger yeah. yeah you were telling me about this i never heard about it you have oh yeah yeah. Man, he, talk about that because that thing was cool. Oh, they're a riot. They're they're like a carving knife for steel. Huh. Uh, That's such that, a cool analogy. <laughs> well, I want to use one now. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. you can you can make a real precise cut with it. You can take and cut the weld out of something and leave the parent steel. Say the weld is cracked and you got to repair it. You take it right down to the parent steel, and then you can re-weld it factory. Yep. Hmm. You know, like it's brand new. Because you've taken all of the damaged weld out, nice. and like I said, it, it, it's like a carving knife for steel. You got rods anywhere from an eighth of an inch. Now it's a carbon rod, and the stinger that you hold it with is hooked up with just compressed air. So as you touch the carbon ro- uh, rod to the steel, you get the arc, which just melts the steel, huh. and then the air blows it away. And at nighttime, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you can really fling some sparks. <laughs> uh, now, did you use one in Utah? No, I've never used one. I just oh. know what they are, just seeing them before and seeing people use them. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to look up videos, but I'm definitely going to do that yeah. and check it out. So, um, were there any uh, demo jobs that stand out in your mind as like, extra challenging or anything like really worth telling a story about? Um, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, there's... <laughs> yeah, uh, a uh, quarry bucket that's got a three-inch thick plate bottom that they tear like paper. <laughs> like tear, yeah. And, that's and, amazing. And, so and, much force involved. In oh, place. yeah, yeah. And then then uh, your your tools are the arc garger, the torch for heating, uh, the biggest sledgehammer you can get your hands on, <laughs> uh, the hydraulics of the machine itself. You know, you can, oh, you know, yeah. prop something up on one side and push down to the yep. level of the, there you, go. you know, it, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. So when you use a torch, I bet you on some of them that, so now we don't weld anything like that here. Right. I never no, have. But you got to preheat it to weld it? Is it yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah you uh, we would normally uh, uh, preheat to, say, 500 degrees was our mark that we tried to hit. Uh, and then you weld it and then just let it air cool. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, some things that we repaired uh, actually had to be slow cooled. So what we would do is take oil dry and fill it up in a box and 
take whatever as long as we could fit it in there and bury it in the oil dry yep. to let it cool as slow as possible. Uh, okay. It, it, it helps for, uh, I call it normalizing the steel. Okay. You know, uh, the preheat, you preheat it so that you're not shocking it when you're hitting it with the arc, you know, and then the slow cool just lets it all work yeah. itself back together. Hmm. You ever work on any wrecking balls? Because my knowledge of demo comes from Warner Brothers cartoons. And Wiley Coyote, that's my limit. Yep. So that's when I think demo. Wrecking balls I think wrecking rockets. Balls. Yeah. yeah. Rockets, cliffs. Yeah. You know, yeah. The TNT with yeah. the yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they use uh, wrecking balls on a lot of the concrete buildings, okay. you know, to bust the concrete up. That, and they'd usually set a crusher up on site and just Those crush it and pulverize all that. Haul yeah. it away, you know. They'd probably be able to recycle that too. Yeah, that's exactly uh, that's why they bring the crushers yeah, right. in. Yeah. Yep, they recycle that too. Now, does that stuff get sent to China, or that stays over here too? The the concrete probably stays here. They use it for roads and oh, you know. Yeah, have you ever seen them do that? Like they were when they were doing a one thirty one project. It was pretty impressive. Um, that particular, and I don't know how they decide when they're paving with asphalt or concrete, but mm. this one they were tearing up the old concrete and putting new concrete down, and they had a. I mean, they basically had a giant concrete plant set up in the median. Oh, so they um, were using the yeah. stuff. That they yeah, were so up. they would take, yeah. they would tear it up, crush it all, put it back in. Then they had all their piles of all the different stuff, including the, the crushed cool. concrete they were going to recycle, and then they just recycle it. You know, they literally had a concrete plant set up in the median on the highway because they perfect. were making so much of that stuff, and the trucks were coming in and they're mixing it up, dumping it in, stirring it up, going, pouring it back on the road. So. Nice. I was, uh, was pretty impressive. I mean, it was talking not a about small the, operation. The crushers for the for the highways, you know, they drive it right down and it eats mm-hmm. up the road and spits it into yep. a truck that's driving next to it. Well, that's got teeth on it and a big rotate uh, uh, wheel yeah. that crushes it up. They're carbide teeth. Well, once in a while, you got to replace those. Uh, and the pocket that they fit in, the tooth itself is just a tap-in, pound-out type situation. But the pocket is actually welded to the uh, roller. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I was working for Elmer's at the time, and uh, I got sent out to a job site after they had shut down to... I had like six or eight teeth to replace on there. Well, I'm up underneath. They, it's got a, a guard that opens up. So you can get access to the wheel. I'm up underneath there. They have it parked off to the side of the road. And I'm welding away, welding away, fixing. You know, I'm getting my stuff done. And I lift my hood and start to crawl out. And I'm looking, and there's about uh, half an acre of the field on fire. Oh, no! <laughs> and, and like, all around the, the crusher that I was working on. And I'm the only one there. You know, there was nobody else on site at the time. They all left. They went yeah, over. Right. Uh, so off with my leathers and just start. <laughs> you know, Holy cow. <laughs> I, I got it out. I got yeah. it out. But uh, that's that's one of those stories where you hear uh, all the time in the news. Uh, uh, plant burned down, uh, suspected welder. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you hear why that all the time. We have a hot work when we do, we don't do much field work, but that's yeah. why we put that hot yeah. work permit together. And we won't, you know, I insist those guys, if you can't see the other side of what you're welding on, you don't weld it. 
You don't yeah, weld yeah. it if you if you don't know what's on the other side because they did that over. We did some welding on site over at the cherry growers facility or Matern. Mm-hmm. And they had it wasn't us, but they had somebody who was welding that thing's a cobbled guy, but they couldn't see the other side. They lit part of it on fire because they didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that on the other oh, side wow. of the big metal structure they were welding on was an old wood beam. Yeah. Oh, Heat that thing up, and you can go home, and that thing won't actually do anything for a few hours. Yeah. It's gonna I, I've actually been in that situation myself. Oh, really? Not that I was the one that uh, started the fire, but working uh, third shift, because that's when we do the equipment yeah. repair, somebody else had been in this building welding on days, and I show up, and I'm working, and I'm smelling something, and inside the wall of the building I was working on, there was the wood structure just smoldering away. Yeah, exactly. One of the machines they wanted us to weld on, you know, they said, ah, oh, just weld on. There's nothing on the other side. It's like, you see them? I was like, no. And so we made them open it up, and sure enough, when they opened it up, there was a bunch of oil pooled underneath. Oh, my God, man. That would have gone up, you know? You start welding on that, yeah? Do well, not weld if you cannot see on the other right. side of it well and uh, i mean as far as we're concerned yeah. on, on, yeah. on heavy equipment uh if you're working like close where the boom is attached to the machine there's always grease and oh, oil yeah. Oh, yeah. And sure. It, sure. all over the decks you know uh yeah i pretty much got stopped drop and roll down <laughs> <laughs> you know along that one of apparently one of the larger fires this year in california was caused by there's a cargo on the highway got a flat the rim sparked against the road uh, surface and that was it yeah and then quarter million acres later yeah and then nuts that that's all it takes I mean yeah we haven't had rain in a while here but we're not California dry yeah oh, crap right no that that's a special that's out of control right? man can you imagine well that? and and here they allow us to clean up the forests take the deadfall and and you know get whatever. out of there. And out west, they're they're they won't allow you to go in and cut in the forest. Yeah, you know, I saw it. And there's a lot of the the deadfall is just fuel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and then and, then they had insect things because I've been out there like up in the uh, relatives lived up in Big Bear, but some insects came through. And I mean, you got a forest of just standing dead timber. Yeah, really. That stuff goes. It goes fast and hot. Yeah. No kidding. Well, I just I saw a TED talk, and it was a guy who's I don't know what the name of a scientist that studies forests or trees, but that was him. That was his expertise. Was that, and he's like saying the problem with the western forests, and he's like, here's pictures of a century ago of this same area, and it was actually really patchy. So there was field, forest, field, forest. He goes, here's it now, solid forest. He says the problem, or one of the problems is. We've gotten so good at fighting the little fires that we don't let the little fires burn away all the fuel that's sitting there. Right. So it's all sitting there, like you said. And so when a big one comes along, it's big. Yeah. And he says, it's still, even now, it's just it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we're getting bigger and bigger ones every year, and it's not going to slow down. And he says it's counterintuitive. Well, we'll have to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he says it's counterintuitive that... You let the little fires go to prevent the big ones, but you know that's where controlled burns come in. You know, like what we do around here, we clear it out, and there you go. Well, you know, and and uh, I'm a hunter, and one of my favorite areas to hunt. This was twenty, almost thirty years ago. They came in and clear cut. Mm. 
you know, it was state land, and sure. they, they did a clear cut, you know, selective cut, whatever. And, you know, I, I was kind of bummed out about that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was one of my favorite areas that I can't go back to now. Yeah. Well, 10 years after that, it's starting to grow again and really brings in the wildlife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that area, over the next, uh, oh, 10 or 15 years, I took three eight points out of, well, you know, you just yeah. because it was nice tender growth coming in, it, lots of food and forage, and, nice. you know, and people don't realize that. Oh, you clear-cut it. Yeah, well, it's going to grow back, yeah, and it's going to be nicer than what it was. Yeah, 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 some of that stuff they've done out there where we bike up by yeah. the Vasa, they've done some big, but most of the... They, first of all, they'll let people do it on logging contracts and clear it out. But a bunch of the stuff they did was, um, you know, some. I think the aspens out there, or the poplars, whatever you want to call them, I think they're kind of an invasive thing. So they cleared them all out so they could let the maples and some of the hardwoods ah, grow back in. Because okay. they had, you know, they had kind of taken over and um, get our maple, they grow really fast. and Get our maple you know, syrup bumper crop going and compete with Canada. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Knock them off the right. crop, knock them off the top of the mountain, the maple uh-huh. syrup mountain. Yeah. Canada yes. actually has a national reserve yes. of maple syrup. I know. We've yes. discussed that's this. Just this is oh, so man. fascinating because it's like there's like black market for maple, maple syrup. Maple syrup is crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's nuts. Yeah, and they, yeah, they have a big theft, and it's like I got, I got four quarts of uh, homemade oh, maple syrup. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's on. So that's a, I'm just putting it out there. Gonna, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. You know, you four quarts of homemade. Mm-hmm. Is that was it? Is Do you it, make it? My mom and dad did. Is that yeah. certified mm. Quebec origin? No, that's sort of the Michigan no? sugar maple right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What grade is it? I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Triple A? 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 I don't know. A, A is for amber? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, know that maple is. syrup thing is freaking nuts. How serious I, I had a friend that was kind of heavy into it, and he had a nice cooker that he mm-hmm. you know wood he was all wood fired okay. you know so you had to be right there all the time and yeah. Yeah. of course you're stirring it all the time to keep it from burning keep on the bottom yeah, yeah. Yep. and you, you don't want it to boil you wanted to keep it at a steady temp and he said he says this is how it works he says you got your beer in one hand and <laughs> your stir scraper in the other and for every three strokes of the scraper you got <laughs> <laughs> One like off that. the can. He yeah, liked yeah. it. Worked real nice, but uh, yeah, yeah, he'd make uh, like ten gallons a year. Oh, yeah. sure. You know, uh, that's a fair amount. Of, it takes a lot of sap to make ten gallons. Uh, a year. I think it's gallons? like forty gallons right. to a gallon of done yeah, product. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because I think it's like nine gallons of sap to a quart of syrup. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a pretty good operation set up when my my grandparents were still alive. My grandpa would go down there, tap all the trees, or eventually it was uncles and cousins and everybody. And a little shack built out in the woods out of like just go. pieces of wood, yeah, just old barn wood and stuff, tin. And we built a, a wood stove down there, and yeah, it was nice. You guys ever get out to the old farm in Kingsley? Check that operation out. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty slick. They um, they have a big like um, hayride fall cookout thing uh, uh, like kind of around Halloween and they'll take people out on, on tractor rides around the whole property and they've got these tubes running I mean hundreds of yards from yeah. the maple trees yep. and they go all the way over to their uh, it's not I mean it's not a shack this is a 
Yeah, their production facility. Their production facility. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then they got this. Ma- I haven't been in it. My dad has, but he's like, yeah, it's this massive furnace. Yeah. You know, and it's it's yeah, big deal. Of course, I mean, they sell it in local stores and stuff like that. But that's yeah. really cool to check out to see if they got everything routed. It yeah, was right in there. I mean, I remember. Well, you know, I lived in Rudyard up in the UP when I was uh, for four years, and mm-hmm. they have. A big sugar, I think there's a big sugar shack. They sell it to the commercial operation. Right. But I remember going up there, and still at that time, I think they were starting to use the tubes and run them from okay. the trees, but there were still a lot of buckets hanging from a, yeah, hanging from the buckets. old tap, and you had to go around with the buckets and throw them in, and, yeah. you know. And it looks like, just like water, right, out of the tree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It does yeah. Oh, it tastes, little, like, it tastes like sugar water. Tastes like, yeah, it's yeah, a little it? sweet. Yeah. Yep. And they get 50 bucks a gallon for it, so it's good business. I mean, yeah, it's 40, 40, what is it, 40 to 1. Right. But 50 bucks a gallon. All right. Yeah, yeah. It only takes $45 worth of gas to heat it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, but you're not originally from here, right? You guys moved up? I grew up in Grand Rapids. Okay. Uh, we, the whole family moved up here uh, in April of 79. Okay. I don't know. And you were saying that um, you got... Four siblings, four brothers, or four. Yeah, uh, I've got two sisters, two brothers. Okay. Uh, oldest sister, older brother, next oldest sister, me, and then Scott. Oh, so he's the youngest. Oh, yeah, Scott's yeah. the baby. Ah, oh, he's the baby. Yeah, see, I, I was yeah, waiting. I, I figured. I figured he was younger, but I was going to ask. So, how much older is Scott than you? <laughs> <laughs> Are they um, are they all around here then? Still, um, or they moved the, out? the only one that's not here is my brother Gary. Okay, uh, he's down in Flint. In fact, he just retired from the fire department there. Mm. Oh, cool. uh, he had worked from volunteer, and he made his way all the way up to chief of the no Flint Township Fire Department. Oh, wow. oh, nice job, Gary. Yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, and like awesome. I said, he just retired. In fact, uh, this weekend, uh, the whole family's going down because his boy is getting married yeah, all right. on Saturday. Right. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. What's, yeah. His, what's his son's name? Um, Kevin. All right. Congratulations, Kevin. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it ought to be a good time. Uh, Kevin's a firefighter also. All right. And uh, uh, first responder EMT. Cool. So uh, there'll be a lot of firemen at the... Wedding, wedding reception, sure. all that. Oh, it's going to be a party. Yeah, that's yeah. Sure. It's going to be a party. <laughs> so yeah. I, I partied with many a cop, and oh boy, nobody parties like law enforcement and rescue personnel. Oh, man. Yeah, it should should be a good time. Heck yeah. So what was, um, how was it growing up in Grand Rapids uh, all those years ago? Uh, well, different than what it is today. Sure. Um, it's smaller. Uh, which, which part of town were you in? Uh, right. Southeast side, um, uh, Kalamazoo and Burton Street. Oh, all right, sure. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I went to uh, Ottawa Hills High School, all right. which was right yeah. close to there. That's right. I forgot. Um, you're, you're from down there. Well, I spent, uh, yeah, for, I went down there for school and lived down there for 13 years before I moved back up here. I grew ah. up here in Traverse City, but uh, I'm so most of the, yeah, most of the, yeah, I know. I'll, yeah, keep, just, keep going over it. It'll, it'll stick eventually. UP, Grand Rapids oh, here. It's just all right. It's like an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Oh, man. Good one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were in the East Town area. Over oh, okay. At, you know, I, I was over on like Thomas and Logan and yep. yeah, right down there by East Town. Those old beautiful houses down right. there. Yeah, right. So, so that's yeah, not very far where, from Kalamazoo and Burton. Right. Do you know where Boston Square was? Mm-hmm. That? Yeah. yeah that, oh, yeah. We yep. were right there by Boston oh, nice. Square. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, yeah, growing up, uh, the, the, we didn't even have a key for the door of our house. Uh, it was an old skeleton key style right. lock, and That's cool. it, you know, we'd go on vacation for two weeks and come back, and the house would still be there, and all the stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. That kind of peace of mind you just can't find anymore. Yeah, it, it, it's changed a little bit. Like you know, mm-hmm. I I kind of grew up in D.C. and then in a bigger metropolitan area, Southeast Virginia, and yeah, you lock all your doors all the time. Every time you leave the house, lock the car every time you leave the car. And just the other day, I went to uh, um, feed a, a friend's dog because uh, she was at work or something like that. And I get to the house, and I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have a key. So I, I text my wife, like, do you have a key for her house? And she's like, no, it's just go in. It's unlocked. I'm like, I'm in northern Michigan. Okay, it's fine. I'm in the country. Let's just go on the door. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that is nice, though. Nice to yeah. have. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, and you also mentioned, which I think is awesome, in 76, you guys actually went to D.C. and Philly for the Bicentennial. Yeah, yeah, so vacation. That like? Oh, that was crazy. Uh, every corner, now Philadelphia, every single street corner had the vendors out selling American flags and oh, Liberty yeah. Bells and, uh, you know, anything that uh, had to do with 76. Yeah, yeah you know? right. Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Got to... See Liberty Hall and uh, or Independence Hall, uh, touch the Liberty Bell, That's you know. Nice. Uh, yeah. uh, and then DC was the same way, real crazy. We went there and did all the That's monuments cool. and museums, and uh, it, it, we didn't do it over the fourth. It was you know August, but it was still close enough. It was still, oh, yeah. still the bicentennial, yep. which was uh, yeah. it was really cool. I trying to think, I would have been. 15 at the time. It's a good age for that. Yeah. You definitely remember it. Yeah. Enough yeah. to get everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I, you know, it, it's like, yeah, you weren't there on the 4th, but I don't know how much you could have enjoyed it with Because I bet the crowds were I bet it was even crazier. Yeah. I mean, they were, it, it, it was crowded the way it was, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, everybody was walking everywhere because you couldn't drive on the streets. They were just plugged, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like you go to an amusement park in the off-season. Otherwise, it's like you're standing in line for three hours for a two-minute ride. That's not enjoyable. Yeah. You know, your whole day is gone, and we got to see three things. Right. So I know yeah, that, makes, no. that makes a lot of sense. You know, just... Last time we went to Disney, it's hot. We're sweating. Yeah. The kids are like, we're going to go back and swim in the pool. I'm like, no way. No way. <laughs> I, like, I paid $3,000 a person. $500 for these tickets. <laughs> I'm as miserable as you, but we're going to be miserable here because that's what we paid for. <laughs> that's right. We're getting our money's worth it. That's right. So Get on the water. I hate this every bit as much as you do. But you get this line and you wait right here with me. Look at that alligator. Isn't it awesome? Right? You smile. Well, you, Mike, you have a heart out at 4 o'clock, right? I do, yep. I probably, I can stretch a couple minutes, but yeah, okay. other than that, no, I get it. But I do, yeah. there is a lot more that we want to talk about, so I'm thinking I want to make this a two-parter um, and yeah. record early next week Yeah, as well. Is that, you? are you guys open to that too? I'll be out Monday, maybe Tuesday. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, sure. yeah, I do want to do feel that. free to carry on without me if you need okay. to. I mean, we'll be fine. You know, I just, it's I, I know. It's not going to be as good as the first half of the podcast, but okay. whatever you want to do, Paul. Okay. No, I mean, you're important. I can phone in. You're <laughs> right? phoning in every week anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <coughs> so what are some, um, we're, we're uh, 
we're reinforcing every stereotype that has about what we do up in the office right now. <laughs> every true. single right. one, he's that's like, true. yep, that's what I thought. Yeah. Just walks by, you people grumbling, lazy bastards, they just <laughs> bullshit up there. <laughs> yeah, see, you know what, he's right. You're he's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, are, there any, um, are there any memories that stand out specifically from that bicentennial trip? I mean, you talked about uh, touching the Liberty Bell and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, just the, the history of it. Yeah. You know, you, you learn so much. You, uh, like the Smithsonian, I actually went and saw the Constitution, oh, the Declaration mm-hmm. of Independence, uh, you know, uh, uh, and to read it for yourself, you know, that's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Because like you said, you hear about it, it's... You learn about it in school, but there's just something else about being in the presence of, you know, this document or documents. Yeah, I, I did really like that, too, because I went to, what is it, Colonial Williamsburg? Yeah. No, oh, no, very yeah. familiar. My mom used to work there. That was I just love that stuff, and I think we were there. Yeah, yeah Mandy was there. She, she could appreciate it for a certain amount of time. But I'm like, I want to go and I want to see every building. I want to read every plaque. Yeah, yeah. But it's really cool mother. to be there. You know, where this is where right. those all those founding fathers were. They met in these buildings. Yeah. They, you know, right, right. They had their like, arguments here and Independence in Hall. You think yeah. about that. Uh, that's where our country started. Yeah. You know, it's like wow. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. This was, pretty cool. uh, you know, an experiment in government that nobody else had ever tried. Yeah. And I think it worked out pretty good. Yeah, yeah right. You know, I was well, sitting here, so yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's that's funny because my mom, my mom went to William and Mary, and she worked at Colonial Williamsburg while she was in college, and I've been there tons of times when I was a kid. Yeah, they still they have that village where they do everything as they did at that time period. So yeah, they're taking care of animals, everything by hand, churning butter by hand. Uh, she did. She didn't do that. She was like. In the administrative part, but still, I've, I've churned butter by hand. Yeah, in a real old butter churn, yeah. the whole nine yards. Yeah. Does it taste different? I mean, is it, can you uh, tell? Did, no, it tastes like you know good butter, but sure. it's just your arm gets sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I have made it, but it's been the food processor. Oh no, no, no. It, we we had to do it the old-fashioned way. Okay, you know, when you were growing up, that's what you did uh, yeah. Like, actually, okay. uh, it was sixth grade was a little different for me. Um, half the day was reading, writing, arithmetic, and the other half was environmental, historic type studies. Oh, okay. Um, I was picked out. It was a it was a program that uh, was new to Grand Rapids, and they had the teachers of fifth graders recommend students for this course. Okay. And I was one of them that got picked. Cool. Um, there was a place called Blanford Nature Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Still okay, there. there's a school right across mm-hmm. the field from it, uh, C.A. Frost. And that's where we held our class. But half the day, we were at Blanford Nature Center. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. So what yeah. was the intention to like, create a more well-rounded student, you think? Is that what the goal was? Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, I think it was to get more people involved in in uh, environmental studies, hmm. um, and most of the people that were picked were people who had already yep. been the type of family that went camping and okay. you know uh, that type of thing. Um, 
the uh, I don't want to say the smarter students, but they wanted students that had completed like part of their sixth grade already in the fifth. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Well, I think that's probably a really good place to stop. I, there's a lot more I want to talk about, but we'll pick it up. I'll send out a, uh, yeah. a meeting request. You said maybe uh, Wednesday you'll be back? Yeah, I'm not maybe sure if I'll be on Tuesday. I know Monday for sure I'll be gone. Okay. Um, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, be, those are generally pretty good for me. Yeah, okay. same here. Next Wednesday sound good? I'm, I'm good with part it. Part two? Sure. It'll be our first two-parter. Hey, I like being the first. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, <laughs> there you go. All right, we'll pick it up next right, week. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Right. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Seth. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Out of a shotgun. Ah, oh. shotgun. Yeah, it's, it's part the of the shell. This. What were it you is? thinking about? All right, pot. All right, pot. Munch meat kettle. <laughs> that is true. Um, the shotgun. That's where the saying comes from. Yep. Yeah. I know it is. Is it a shotgun or a musket? Uh, yeah. I don't know. You'd have to go back. Maybe it's maybe you put a lot maybe it's musket. Right? Yeah. You yeah, do. do. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta yeah. Yeah. tamp that down. thing down and then boom. Yeah. shoot the redcoats. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm not turned on this conversation at all. <laughs> wow. All the hand motions and the, the lingo takes me back to sixth grade. Does it? I'm not sure you uh, left. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's very uh, true. Good one, boss. No, good I don't think I did. I'm a child. Uh, yes. You're absolutely right. Like the day Megan dared me to put those, um, I don't know who brought them in, but the freaking like nasty seaweed flavored things they were like little oh the yeah about? the dried seaweed, seaweed chips? chips yes and they can mike just, brought those those well, were not bad you've just played yourself <laughs> those are actually i mean really healthy or sustainable it's a great idea oh <laughs> but no she was like put one in your coffee i'm like that's okay and i did and it was horrible and i did it because she dared me and i'm a child that's the only reason none other uh, <laughs> uh, send all your dares in to Double dare you. You throw in a triple that's, dog dare if you want. Yeah, uh, that's what my five year old says. He does, I triple dog. Oh. He doesn't even start with a dare. He goes straight to the triple dog. Oh, I triple, I triple dog yeah, dare you to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah, oh. Um, I don't know if there's anything to do with anything we've been talking about, but did you guys see? the NASA intern that lost her internship and why? No. She got the internship. She tweeted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see this. She tweeted, everybody shut the fuck up. I just got a NASA internship. Somebody responded, language. She responded, suck my balls and dick. Uh, I just got an internship in NASA. And he's like, well... I'm on the National Space Council, which oversees NASA. And it turns out this guy has been like training astronauts for 20 years. <laughs> oh, whoops! Look who just um, got there. Yeah, and chip at NASA. I, I read more into it, and people were actually giving him crap for like pulling rank. 
and being like, well, you know, if she's qualified, and he's like, all right, look, I don't decide who gets hired and fired, or hired and fired at NASA. That's NASA's business. I'm actually working with her right now. I spoke with her. I took a look at her resume. She is highly qualified, and I am working with her to get her a position that she would like. That is probably better than the internship that she lost. But shut <laughs> up. You know, don't tell right. me I'm pulling rank. Yeah. When yes. it's like, I, yeah, you yeah. don't do that. It's no. just it's simple right. professional yeah. courtesy and etiquette that she violated in droves. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Uh.